Welcome back to part two of our dynasty rookie matchmaking experience. It's like a game show of sorts, I guess you could say. We got the running backs up next. Yet again, I'm not going to break you guys down. Ask you how you're doing. So I hope you're doing good. Oh. First up on deck, probably should pull up the landing spot. Ranking should not hear. Okay, so like we said before, this is a – I don't know if this is a set in stone, like best available spots. We, we didn't go too in-depth into it. The one rule, you cannot repeat used guys because JT would be the number one for each guy. So we're going to start off with the Steelers. We see the best fit, uh, best translated fit for fantasy production here. This one's interesting because they don't have the draft capital to get one of those. They do if they fall, but they're not going to trade up for a guy. They have plenty of running backs. I went A.J. Dillon. I think he's the last tier of a very short-term fantasy production. I don't think he's a long-term back, but I think they could get him even in the third round and use him for a year or two with James Conner, with Jalen Samuels, and end up working. They don't really even need a running back because they didn't need one last year, and they went 7-9. They had half of James Conner. Benny Snell, Kareth White, Jalen Samuels, but I think they will take one, but I don't think they will reach. I think AJ Dillon would be a good fit in the third round. Tyler, you're up. Cam Akers. Um, I have that at the 249, two, uh, second round, 49th pick. Um, it would be their first pick, but it would give them their long term running back solution. I really love Cam Akers. Uh, he's finally going to run behind an offensive line. I guess the only fear is. How is he going to adjust to actually having a good line and not having to <laughs> always always have to cut away or or try and get away from people? Um, I think it's an awesome fit. You're getting everything you need. You're getting a very 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 much upgraded Cam uh, to the James Conner. Uh, you're getting a pass catcher on him. You're getting you're getting run blocking. You're you're get sorry run, you're getting pass blocking. You're getting running from him. I really like Cam Akers. Um, I currently have him as my running back three. Um, if the Same. Steelers get him here, they their offense will be definitely upgraded. Um, it will be changed uh, a bit. And I think if we go with a quarterback pairing with them later on in the draft as well, uh, the Steelers could be in a very good position to, to re-amp uh, what their offense was in the past. I mean, uh, for the Steelers here, my dream fit, uh, you kind of prefaced, he may go higher than this, but uh, if they potentially get him to fall in their lap, I think Jonathan Taylor is the perfect fit for what they're trying to do. I actually have a little line here. Uh, Pittsburgh has shown that their system is tailor-made for running back success. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I mean, James Conner, I think, is an inferior talent. And he's shown the capability of being a good running back. Again, his injury concerns. And, uh, again, like, if you're able to plug in a guy of Jonathan Taylor's talent behind that offensive line in that situation, I think he's going to end up being a top five back in this league. I just think – the. The fit is just seamless for him. I mean, the explosive, explosiveness he brings to that offense. I mean, again, uh, Taylor made for that system. Oh, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm going to go scream yeah. now. Um, <laughs> so the fit, I have the same one as Tyler. I think Cam Akers is the dream fit. Um, to me, the, the Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Dillon fits, to me, they're a lot like James Conner and Benny Snell, who – like it or not, I think Benny Snell will be on the team for a couple more years. Jalen, uh, James Conner will be on the team next year. I think they, they're probably going to be looking for more of a guy who can impact the passing game a little bit better. And I think Cam Akers has by far the best agility and feet in this class. Get the ball in his hands as a receiver. I think he's a very natural pass catcher. Uh, that's what their offense is missing. They haven't had it since they had Le'Veon. And uh, I, I think Akers is basically just a much more talented version of uh, of Jalen Samuels. So. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I mean – any running back would be a good fit in this offense. Like you said, the, the O-lines are just so good. I mean, we'll move on be... next to my 
What's up? Sorry, I, was, I was just going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if any of those top four, top five running backs ended up on the Steelers and instantly became top 10 backs in the league. That's how great of a situation yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, I, exactly. James Conner, I don't want to say he's, an, he's a good running back, but he's not anything special. So he was good in fantasy for a long time. So we'll move on to the Miami Dolphins next. Uh, we got one Dolphins fan in the house here. So I'm taking this in the route that all the moves they've made so far are showing that they're just going to add best available at every position in terms of defense and offensive line. I put Eno Benjamin because they signed Jordan Howard to a two-year contract. Jordan Howard is more than capable of taking the first and second down work. One, this team is going to be pass heavy. Two, just get a third down back like Eno Benjamin who thrives in just catching the ball. He does not need to run the ball. You put him out wide, whatever, whatever you need to line him up as. I mean, Patrick Laird was good when he caught the ball for him. He was catching six, seven catches a game. Eno Benjamin is a more athletic Patrick Laird. There's no – the Dolphins – The Dolphins spent all this time accumulating these picks. to They didn't do that just to go add a running back to me. Like, I feel like that's not what this team needs. You get Jordan Howard, build up the line, build up the defense, and then you can get your running back in two years. I just think it's perfect. I think that – what, they have put five picks in the top 40? You probably know, Tyler. But if you can go best available for five picks – and even Eno Benjamin's a fall. Like, that's like a fourth, fifth-round pick. But you could even still get, like, Zach Moss or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can still – after you build those – do not go running back first five picks, I guess is what I'm saying. Then you can go get one. So, Eno Benjamin, I know you guys are going to have, like, J.K. Dobbins or Jonathan Taylor, so I thought it would be a little bit different. Talk about yeah. Jonathan. Talk about Jonathan Taylor, Tyler. Yeah. So, Jonathan Taylor's my move. That was great. You know, Benjamin would make me cry because he can't pass block at all. And that's kind of what we're going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, well. Yeah, geez. the GOAT. It's, it's magic. 2019 leading rusher of the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> as much as I love Kalen Balazs, I think he's still elite. Um, I, I compare him to Barkley. Uh, I think the pick here for the Dolphins is uh, at the 26th pick um, in the first round. They go Jonathan Taylor. He's going to be on the board. I thought you were going there. You said uh, Dolphins hey, going to take best Before we start, can I, can I ask, though? So they go JT at 26. Yeah. They go two at five. Where the hell do they take an offensive lineman? 18. Josh Jones? I mean, I, well, these are Ruiz. That's, that's if that Josh Jones fun. is even there at 18. Well, so, I mean, what like, I was doing in a lot of my mocks is I was actually not uh, – I was trading back that 18 because I don't think there's any guy sitting at that 18 pick that I'd actually be interested in. I was I trading for – um, high end second. Uh, what I was doing is, is I tried the Bengals to see if they wanted to move up, uh, and I would just get Cesar Ruiz right there at the uh, turn with the second, and Fantastic then get player. and then get uh, another kind of interior or maybe um, out, outside tackle with their second pick. I think they'll address line to to the point where they can still get JT and they get an electric playmaker because uh, they still have zero running game, and Jordan Howard isn't going to have any help behind that yeah. um, offensive line. So I agree, they got to go there. But they'll definitely address it in, in the second and uh, maybe even with that end first pick. I have another top back, again, going to the Dolphins, kind of fit in that uh, theme. I have uh, DeAndre Swift here as my best fit simply because I, the way I look at DeAndre Swift, uh, he can instantly come in, be a 15-18 touch uh, type of back to complement uh, Jordan Howard. And you look at it, they, the Dolphins have no, no pressure to really rush the situation. You plug in DeAndre Swift, uh, who can be a natural pass catching back, to really uh, – 
like for example, like what the Eagles did with uh, Miles Sanders last year, you have uh, Jordan Howard kind of take the pressure off him uh, to begin the season. And as the season develops, I mean, I can really see DeAndre uh, DeAndre Swift really taking a hold of that backfield. And they just don't have a lot of capital invested in Jordan Howard to really be uh, forced into giving him the full workload. So I, I think that's a perfect match made in heaven. Uh, get, get DeAndre Swift there. He can take the pressure off whatever rookie quarterback they take, which we're assuming they're going to take one. Uh, give give them a, a nice receiving back out of the backfield and ultimately uh, to take take over the main job uh, during the season. So uh, DeAndre Swift's my, my favorite spit for the Dolphins. Yeah, so I'm going to challenge Lucas's thinking for a second. This is not a what is best in the terms of football team building. This is where do we want them to go for fantasy. So Jonathan Taylor is the answer. Like that's the only okay. answer because they're the only team that's going to use a first-round pick on a running back. And everyone knows that first-round capital or draft capital Huge. is king in dynasty and in redraft even too for running backs to get on the field quickly if they use a first round pick on jonathan taylor if they pick him at pick 26 then he's getting 300 touches it's just gonna happen so he's the one-on-one in every rookie draft he's the one-on-one in every rookie draft that's the point obviously if we were the gm we don't want to pick jonathan taylor at 26 but um yeah jordan howard comes in but if if they draft jonathan taylor like he's irrelevant he's he's gonna get like some, some garbage touches like third and ones and stuff um yeah, so Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick had 246 rushing yards last year and led the team in rushing. Like, this team needs a running guess, back, and they, it's Caleb, their biggest need on their team still. Even Caleb though they Balazs. need tackles, it's still their biggest need. I think, so I think they're going to address it early. I, like, I think it will didn't, happen. Didn't Kalen Balaj average like 1.7 yards per carry last year? Yeah, and I started him in like half my dynasty, like four flex leagues. <laughs> Someone started, I, someone started I get, him against me the week. I get the point of the exercise. I just don't want this to turn into like they take Tua because everyone wants him to. They take JT because everyone wants him to. They take – I don't even know at 18. So they don't. So they trade back, and they just don't get any linemen. Because I mean, I know one guy right below me that doesn't like Le'Veon Bell because they have no line. JT would be in the same situation. I'm not comparing talent, but it doesn't matter how good you're. If your O line's bad, you're not going to be good in fantasy. He'll not Eric be. Eric Flowers is better than any offensive lineman yeah. that is on the New York Jets. Eric right Flowers now. at guard is actually good. Like I still believe I, in Michael Dieter too. Yeah. O line. I, mean, I guess. I mean. JT would easily be the one-on-one. He'd be easy to produce. I just feel like I kind of went off the track of best fantasy value in a way, but I think Eno would still be a good, like, flex spot too because he would catch a lot of passes, especially if Preston Williams out. It'd be him, Mike Isecki, and Devontae Parker. But, yeah, I get what you're saying totally. And there's a lot of upside for this team, so we'll see how they address it. Next up, we got Bush's team again, the Bucks. I This one was tough for me. I didn't really know where to go. I went Anthony McFarland primarily because they have Ronald Jones. For our team? Sure. I mean, I didn't even think about that, but I think they have Ronald Jones, who I don't think they're just going to necessarily get rid of. I think they're going to try and address their line, maybe a little defense early. Anthony McFarland will be sitting right around the, at least I think the fourth round. I don't know how it's going to actually play out, but Ronald Jones will be the one and two down back. I think Anthony McFarland would be a good, well, third down back or just an off pace back to kind of round out, uh, Ogunwambale, Ronald Jones, and Anthony McFarland. Really any back that's an off pace for like any – so not I want to say speedster, but any just like acceleration, quick tit, twitch back I think would be good for Ronald Jones. So you name your pick here. I think it's all good. Yeah, I mean, I went um, I went Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's not my favorite at all. I um, I'm, I'm probably a spearheading the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hate club. So if anyone only member, by the way, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bush. 
I, I completely missed that. So even if uh, you say it again, I'm going to avoid it because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire cannot block. And his running was benefited off of the fact that uh, LSU's offense was absolutely humming last year. So what I will give him is his pass-catching ability is absolutely incredible. I can't deny 55 catches at all, uh, no matter how much I hate the guy. Uh, I think it works perfectly for the Bucs. Um, the only thing, though, that, that makes me hesitant is Bruce Arians really likes guys that can actually pass block. And, and I, I struggle to try and get around maybe Clyde over Tulare adjusting to that. So that's that's my one fear. But outside of that, I think it's a really good fit. For the so I, I got to ask, though. So if they draft Edward Tulare, it's going to be to be a third down back, right? I would think so. Yeah. Um, third down running, third down backs don't pass block. They go out to catch balls. That's kind of the only way I think about it. He hated Ronald Jones pass blocking because Ronald Jones wasn't the back going out to catch. It was Dari Ogumumbale, and he was actually Dari. very efficient. Yeah. So I guess like. If he goes to the Bucks, I feel like he has to be the 105 locked in. I don't even know. He's not my 105, but, like, because yeah. he, he's, he's super situational dependent because he's not going to, like, be a workhorse back by any means. I think, like, yes, he doesn't like – his pass blocking may be bad, but, like, I don't think Tariq Cohen's very good at pass blocking either, and he's super efficient, so. Well, Dobbins was my only other fit here. I, I really like the Dobbins move. Um, I, I think he can actually provide the whole three down, which, which the Bucks mm-hmm. may aim for. Uh, so, so Dobbins would be my only other, other look there. Uh, I like, I think that's quite interesting as well. Uh, again, for the bucks here, uh, to me, I ended up, uh, choosing Clyde Edwards Slayer as well. I know, uh, Butch is going to get into the numbers, but, uh, he's just a perfect fit for what Bruce Arians and Tom Brady want in their offense. They want that receiving type back. He can instantly provide that James White type of value. Uh, his, his receiving skills are so I mean, like, this is going to be harped on throughout the process. He's such a good receiving back. And being able to plug him next to a guy like Brady who's just going to check it down to him, uh, get him some yards after the catch. I mean, uh, I just love the fit personally. I mean, you've seen it in the past. Uh, David Johnson was a, a very, very relevant receiver under Bruce Arians, uh, even 2016. So, uh, yeah, I know Bush is going to go more in depth with those numbers, but uh, I'll take it away, Bush. Yeah, so Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the pick. He's the only pick, and he will be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I've been saying this for months. I think he's dynamite fit for the offense. His pass blocking is not perfect, but it's already better than Ronald Jones's, and I can tell you that for a fact. Um, David Johnson got 120 targets in 2016, 120. I don't think he did much pass blocking. I don't think it matters that much. Uh, Bruce is not afraid to use a bell cow back, especially in the passing game, and one who can catch passes. Um, I'd imagine if they draft Clyde Edwards Hilaire, it'll be a 15 to 18 touch roll for Edwards Hilaire and probably a 12 to 15 carry slash touch roll for Ronald Jones, because I think Ronald Jones is a better runner than Clyde Edwards Hilaire is. And, um, I think with Brady, Brady has always had a James White type running back. And I think, I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire will catch 60 or 70 balls his rookie year if he's, if he's on Tampa Bay. Um, they also vacated, uh, 70% of their target, their running back targets in Peyton Barber and Dario Gobuale will be cut. He won't, right. he isn't yet, but I he will be, so. Yeah, I think um, with the James White comp, like, that's what they're going to be drafting him to be. Tom, mm-hmm. Tom Brady's, as much as we don't want to act like Tom Brady's not going to have a huge say, he will be drafting this team, not Bruce Arians. Like, Tom Brady did not go to a team that went 8-8 eight and eight last year to sit seven back and, and let them make the move 7-9, and nine, sorry. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> give, give him some extra credit. James yeah. White does not pass block. Half of James White's routes are from the slot. Like, so he's not – He's not going to be pass blocking. I mean, there's certain teams where you need a pass blocking third down back. I don't, I can't name those teams, but I get, I didn't watch his pass blocking. So I'm just going to take your word for it, but he's still elite in the pass catching game. 
Nah, I don't think is... he's hor- I don't think he's a horrible pass blocker. I, yeah, I don't. I think I don't he's. I think Tyler does. I I don't think he is. I think he's about average for a college running back. Alrighty. Let's move on to everybody's 101. That's never actually going to happen in this draft. The Kansas City Chiefs. I put Cam Akers because I kind of took this one the way I didn't take the Dolphins. This is the best fantasy fit. Get a running back in there that doesn't need to be a workhorse because that's not what they're going to draft. Give him limited touches. He'll explode. Let Damian Williams, who gets injured every year, take a cut in touches. It would just mesh perfect, I think. And he would probably actually catch like – he would probably go for like 85 catches on this team. So it would be kind of great. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, I went swift. Um, I, I Again, I was sitting here with this with Dobbins, and I, I floated Dobbins onto a lot of different options. And I'm like, there's just guys that I feel will be better for him. So I, I pulled Dobbins off of, of the Chiefs here. And I went with swift. Uh, again, pass catching will be there. Uh, it's three down workload. Uh, I still think Damian – I think – I think we'll, we may be surprised with the Chiefs and they may not go with an elite running back not in this true. class because they may think that Damian Williams is, is good enough for them. And I think if, good that, back. if that happens, it'll break all of our hearts because we're, we're anticipating we can get a, a first-round kind of a running back with the Chiefs taking uh, maybe Swift or Taylor or, or whoever. Um, but if they do go with the, one of those elite running backs, I think Taylor uh, – not Taylor, DeAndre Swift is, is a glove fit for them. I was just going to preface that. I mean, uh, everybody, maybe apart from me, is hoping they address it because I'm the one who took Damian Williams in the 11th round, hoping that they wouldn't invest much capital. But, uh, again, we're doing it from – one, by the way. We're doing – oh, no, Chris Carson, but we'll get okay. into that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor after the, the 101. But, yeah, no, uh, if we're going based off of a pure fantasy fit, I love J.K. Dobbins going to the Chiefs. I mean, I have it written here. Uh, J.K. Dobbins really thrived in an RPO-type read – uh, system at Ohio State. The best RPO read system in the NFL currently is what Andy Reid's running in the Chiefs. Plugging him in next to Patrick Mahomes and really running a system basically tailor-made for him, uh, what he was running at Ohio State. I mean, J.K. Dobbins is just that type of player uh, who's an absolute fit on easily, in my opinion, the most explosive offense in the league. Uh, again, yeah. I just think it's seamless. He steps in, plays a system similar to what he did in college, and ultimately uh, they can get him at the second second round or so. Uh, it's a perfect fit. I mean, before before Bush goes, I'm just going to preface saying they pick at the end of every round. Yeah, They're not going to go running back rounds or pick 32. They lost both their number one and number two corners, and their corners sucked last year. So okay. you have to take it for what that is. They – they are going to reach on a corner or get a good value, however the draft falls. I want Gladney to go there, different conversation. That would be fun. They are not going to pick one there. They're not going to use draft. They just want a Super Bowl with half of Damian Williams for the season. They don't need like, – they brought in Shady McCoy, and that was their best option when they had like guy like Darwin Thompson, Darrell Williams, whatever the case may be. They are – if one falls to 64, sure, they might take Swift if he's there. I don't know if he's going to be there or not, but there's no way they're going to make a move to go get a big-name guy when they just won the Super Bowl, and they have much, much other needs, I guess. But they easily could. They easily could be dumb and take JT at 32, but I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, when you're talking about it from an NFL perspective, GM perspective, there's no way uh, with their current uh, secondary that you take a running back in the top two rounds, in my opinion. But if we're talking about it from a fantasy perspective, yeah, yeah. guy like J.K. Dobbins there, like say he ends up making it to 64 because of the running back depth and other uh, positional needs ahead of him. I just think like that'd be such a great fit for what he provides mm-hmm. on the field that like 
he literally can step in and just take over uh, what he was doing, basically Ohio State. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to get in. I, I also have DeAndre Swift. I'm going to defend the Chiefs a little bit. They had a top 12 pass defense last year. So I don't think their corners were horrible. They just did Tyron, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, yeah. And they still, and they still have Tyron Matthew and Tremarius Ward. Ward, who was a mid round pick came oh, in and God. Did really D- well. Don't so. even, he was undrafted. The Cowboys traded, uh, they got him in pr- training camp. I'm going to preface the story because uh, oh, was he undrafted? I thought he was, like he was a fifth rounder. He was undrafted. The Cowboys picked him up, brought him into training camp. He was going to be the Cowboys cornerback five or so. And the Cowboys needed some interior line depth. They ended up trading him in the preseason Charvarius Ward straight up for Parker Ehringer, a backup guard who ended up getting cut by the Cowboys. And then Charvarius Ward's the cornerback one on the Chiefs. Yeah, now, and now so. they don't have a starting quarterback. All right, so that's Cowboys yeah. corner. Um, basically, DeAndre Swift is the dream fit. It, I have him picked – if he's picked at 63, which is, I believe, where they pick in the second round, that yeah. would be the dream fit. I don't think tr- there's a chance in hell that DeAndre Swift gets that far. I think there's no way that a lot of teams would pass on him, the Steelers, Bucks, all those other teams that pick ahead mm-hmm. of Kansas City in the second round. Um, but yeah, I think that's the dream fit. Everyone wants that to happen. It's probably not going to happen. I, I, I agree with Lucas. I don't think they're going to use a pretty high, a very high pick at running back at all. It'll probably be a day three pick. Um, but yeah, if we're talking purely fantasy fit, DeAndre Swift to the chiefs would be the one one probably in most leagues. Easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like even like if a JK or an acres went there, like they could even be the one Oh one. Yeah. That's how great a situation it is. But yeah. And you yeah. kind of have to look at it like last year, obviously Damian Williams exploded in the playoffs, not this past playoffs, the one before that they went into the draft and did not draft a single running back. I know a four game sample size does not make you confident in your franchise running back in the playoffs or three games, whatever, whatever the, sample size was so like they obviously didn't care about it a lot last year to which I'm not going to compare running back classes but it wasn't far off this running back class I think like obviously JT is much better than Josh Jacobs but like Sanders Singletary Dave Montgomery so I think it just doesn't make sense for them to actually go address that position before getting cornerback one two replacement like they need a lot more than just a running back but we'll move on to the Detroit Lions this I don't know. I might actually rank these guys ahead of the Bucks. Like I know we like the Bucks. I just feel like there's so much room for growth in the Lions backfield than the Bucks maybe could be. I went DeAndre Swift here primarily because they still kind of believe in Carryon Johnson, and I think that it would work out where you could get a combination of the two and not make Carryon Johnson take a huge workload. I also don't really know where to put Swift because I don't know. It was just tough for me. I think Swift would be a fantastic fit. He come out of the backfield catch and let carry on just grind the the tats of the tackles. Swift can do that too, but I think it'd be a good duo for them. It'll be interesting because they don't have a ton of needs, and I think they pick at thirty five or six, if I remember right. So we could easily land there. Um, I went with the later, later pick, uh, more fifth round uh, kind of aim. I went with Keyshawn Vaughn uh, to the Lions. Mm-hmm. I don't think Patricia will address the running back. Patricia's not a smart guy. He's going to go all defense, which isn't dumb. I, I, if he went all defense, I'd be very happy with that for that team. Their offense is more or less in a position where it's set. They, they, they just need a guy that, that can be trusted as a running back 2-3 um, with Ty Johnson. I, I'm plenty okay with uh, Keyshawn Vaughn going there. I think he's a really, really good football player that can find himself um, – uh, supporting that Lions backfield uh, as as the running back too. Uh, I, I'm just really high on Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. Um, that that's kind of my take. I just don't believe they'll they'll move on a running back very early. Uh, I, I agree with that. I don't think they're going to invest too much of high capital in a running back. I have Zach Moss going here. 
again, like you got the injury issue, issues with carry on. It's unfortunate. And Patricia has shown coming from New England that New England has always, always never relied on one running back, period. Uh, I mean, you've looked at it just, just this year alone. I mean, Rex Burke, Sonny Michelle, James White. Uh, they've had guys like that running in and out, like the, the Garrett Blunts of the world, the freaking, uh, what's his name, the, the running back they had in like 2010. I mean, you, you say that, but then they went into the last season with just carry on Johnson. Oh. So like, How did that work out for them though? He, he ends up getting hurt and they had nothing else. So then wouldn't they want to spend the high capital on it? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, could like, I could see it, but uh, I just think Zach Moss is a comp, a more of a compliment to carry on, hoping he stays healthy. Uh, he can take the uh, initial grinder type role of that team, uh, while carry on can get more of the valuable touches. Uh, again, Zach Moss, good player to probably get him uh, late third, early fourth type of uh, type of player there. Uh, he can just take a lot of pressure off, and if anything happens to carry on, he's more than capable of getting you twelve to fifteen touches in the game and grinding out a start. So. Uh, I like Zach Moss a lot. Everything Danny just said is what I have written down. Zach Moss boom. in the fourth round, boom, grinder type, take away the dirty touches, get, keep carry on healthy. For sure. So I think the next one on the list is the Chargers. Um, more of a speculative ad of anything. I put Jonathan Taylor because this is not only a good fantasy fit, but, he, but oh, I think this could be realistic because I don't think a team's going to go heavy on him in round one. And I think if the Chargers, I think they're around 37. I think if they are looking down Jonathan Taylor, a team that does not have very many needs, they need like one O-lineman and then if they go quarterback, which they're, they're – either if they go O-lineman, they're not invested in the quarterback. That's kind of how I look at it. They're cool with Tyrod Taylor. They would not pass on JT. Keep Eckler similar touches to what he had when Melvin Gordon came back. He was running out in the slot. He was doing all – they didn't sign him to be a workhorse. He only got paid six million. I don't even know what the contract was. He Obviously, they don't – I don't know. They just, I think Jonathan Taylor, they would not pass on him at that pick if he falls there. And I guess I'm projecting him to fall there. And obviously, it'd be a fantastic fantasy fit. Yeah. Uh, Scott clipped all of our facial reactions when Lucas said <laughs> Good. he's going to go to Jonathan Taylor, go to the Chargers. Um, I have a more fun play. I think they're okay with the Eckler, um, Justin Jackson. This is where I'm going to go with my, my fun kind of pick that can play wide receiver, running back. I think we're all going to have this guy going somewhere. I have him going here. Chargers go Antonio Gibson. Um, they get a really dynamic player that can do a lot for them, be a very great gadget player for the Chargers. Uh, I think it's a fun piece they could add to the wide receiver core with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. He'd be a solid running back if you want to use him there. He's like a treat Cohen. Um, and I think that'd be a really great player to, to add on to the Chargers. Yeah, I was going to mention uh... – Shout out to Austin Eckler. I mean, fantastic season last year, 92 yes, catches. Make your, make your pick. Uh, <laughs> no, war zone buddy over there. No, I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, I have Eno Benjamin here simply because I don't think they're going to invest uh, a lot of capital in the back. I love the, the core that they have there with Eckler, with uh, Justin Jackson. But that, I can completely see them taking a, big, a bigger guy like Jonathan Taylor to really compliment. But uh, for me, I have an Eno Benjamin here. Again, they lost uh, Melvin Gordon. Just get another back, funnel in the system. I mean, he could do a bit of it all. I mean, that's basically they what they got there. have three pass catching backs? I mean, it's been working. I mean, they, they can uh, – they can, well, Justin Jackson has shown he can run between the tackles. I feel like, uh, you know, Benjamin can do the yeah. same if, if he need him in a pinch. Uh, he should be available in around round five or so. Take a chance on him. Adam as your third running back uh, after those two. I mean, again, yeah, I, I think that's a decent fit, so – 
Yeah, so I, I have the same kind of sentiment as Danny, but I gave him Keyshawn Vaughn. I think he's he's the type of running back they don't have because I think Jackson and Eckler are pretty similar. Um, I, I Personally, I think it's gross incompetence by the Chargers if they use a first three-round pick on a running back because I don't think they need, even need to use any, to be honest. I think I they'd be Eckler. fine if they just went into the season with Eckler and Jackson. My dynasty teams would thank them if they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Keyshawn Vaughn, yeah, if they if they want a banger type, maybe they don't trust Eckler on the goal line or whatever. I don't know why you wouldn't, but Fumbled for whatever on the reason, one. if they okay. want another goal line back or something like that, just bring in Keyshawn Vaughn and he'll uh, help keep Eckler fresh. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for them. Mm, I just think that they don't really have a lot of needs. So JT is there at 37 or whatever they pick. I feel like they would – I mean, the, uh, J- Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry offensively and by Tyrod, that could easily compete. So I think that's like, I don't know, I just feel like it's kind of sort of realistic, I guess. Yeah, like a quarterback yeah, instead t- of a running back at that spot. Yeah. Like All right, next up, next up, uh, the LA Rams. Ultimately, they did not really need a running back, but come on, it's the Rams. They just yeah. gave away Todd Gurley. They... Yeah, they paid Jared Goff. They name any contract. They gave away all their first for Jalen Ramsey, blah, blah, blah. I put J.K. Dobbins, that second-round pick, I think he's going to be there. I think they're going to be dumb and take him. I think it would be a good fantasy fit, though, because he's just an overall good running back. I don't know. I'm just not bought into Darrell Henderson because every single Memphis running back is good. I mean, no one really likes Patrick Taylor in this class. I don't know why. He had similar production to Darrell Henderson's. I don't know. Like where the where the drop off is because they all produce the same. Malcolm Brown Brown is not it. I think that I don't know. I don't know if the Rams think they're rebuilding or if they think they're contending. I'm not for sure. Sort of their their gap on there, but I think J.K. Dobbins would be an easy pick for them because I think a lot of the O line needs they have at I don't I think 49 is right around where they pick aren't going to be there. So I think J.K. is the pick at the Rams. Yeah, I mean, prefacing that like people want to say, oh wow, the Rams built such a super roster. The GM situation, they've been like, – I don't even Kinda know. Kind of like the Cowboys, the way they're building their team yeah, right now. Okay. Let's not get into – the Cowboys have one bad contract, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and they, yeah. They're about to have two, the non-existent one of Dak. Which is going to be a, a great contract, but, uh, yeah. The non-existent one? Yeah, well, well once we sign them to $35 million over four years, okay. then, we can, then we can talk. But, uh, anyways, no, the, people harp on, oh, the Rams have such a talented roster, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. They're one of the worst managed teams in the entire league. I mean, the contracts in general that they have shelled out over the years has just been ridiculous. They have absolutely they have negative cap. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. So if if, if anybody's going to take a, a running back, they, there they proved they proved my thought process. You have to have offensive line and defensive backs because they well, they have Ramsey, but before that it was terrible. They had no offensive line. They proved that. Keep the leap. Hey. Mike Evans run past him. Yeah. Who's your pick for the Rams, Danny? Oh, uh, Tyler's no. Or I don't care who goes, Tyler. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to go Zach Moss. Uh, I think he's going to be drafted right around where Daryl Henderson was drafted last year, and he's going to provide a lot more value than Daryl Henderson will ever provide for the Rams. Um, I think the running back class overall is just better than last year. Uh, I think that's that's just – that's not even arguable. Um I really like Zach Moss a lot as a running back. Uh, you stay on the West Coast uh, as as for the Rams. I mean, you're getting a guy that, that's going to be able to play all three downs. You don't need him to, but he can. Um, he can pass block probably the best in this class. And I know I'm I'm Tyler Moss, the let's blow every running back that can pass block. But he can also catch, and his running ability is is there. Um, 
a thousand yard rusher uh, past three seasons, all three seasons that he actually uh, was the starter there for Utah. I, I really like the guy. Um, I get behind him a lot. Uh, he's, he's my candidate for biggest guy to actually you know, upside show, um, just go way over what we're all predicting. But uh, I, I think he's worth the, the, the risk you'll invest in him. And uh, he, I think he has a lot of value for an offense. Uh, for the Rams here again, uh, Lucas kind of prefaced like they're the team that I can see taking a, a day two type of running back. This is the Cam Akers spot for me. I mean, you look at what Cam Akers dealt with in college, super talented back behind a terrible situation. Uh, that Florida offensive line, or Florida State, sorry, offensive line, easily one of the worst we've seen when watching film. I mean, what? The FBS. Yeah. Uh, Akers created everything. So I feel like uh, stepping into a Rams situation, again, their offensive line is well-documented to be uh, subpar. He's a type of back with his incredible feet and agility. Uh that he can really like not make up the situation, but he's the back that won't uh, basically fail under it. Cause like he can step in. He's like, okay, well, uh, this is a better offensive line I dealt with in college. So, Hey, uh, but yeah, no, his, his ability to just create with nothing there ultimately, ultimately uh, makes me believe that it's the best fit for him at the next level. Uh, so yeah, Cam Akers here. Yeah. Yeah. So I also have JK Dobbins to the Rams. I think it's a perfect fit. I think uh, Lucas said it too. I think he, they're going to use a second round pick on a running back. I could just see it happening. They only have, that's their highest pick. I could see him use it on a running back. I don't know why they would do it, but they, they probably will. So um, Gurley vacated 60% of the running back opportunities and there's no chance in hell that they give him to Darrell Henderson because Gurley wasn't good last year. If they, if Darrell Henderson was the real deal and they thought he could be a lead back, they would have transfer like they would have shifted some of Gurley's volume to him I don't think Darrell Henderson's very good I didn't like him last year I thought he just kind of broke long runs and that was about it he's basically Kalen Balazs so um I think J.K. Dobbins is immensely talented I think he's a volume back too I think he can handle a workload and I think that's what he's going to be asked to do in LA if they were to pick him in the second round very nice the Texans up next this one's tough I put Antonio Gibson with the the thought process of them not getting a top tier receiver and maybe using Gibson as a receiver and running back combo. They need receiver help. They just paid, um, they just paid Randall Cobb the same amount that the Cowboys are going to pay Dax. So they need all the help they can get. Antonio Gibson would be a solid third round pick. Let them go get maybe a T Higgins in round two or O line or whatever, whatever they think they need the most. And Gibson would slide in, force him some touches, kind of slow down this offense. Maybe they don't lose by as much just because they're slowing down the offense. You have him, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, maybe a T. Higgins, maybe a Chanel, uh, whoever you can get at 40, I think is the pick. I think it'd be – it would not be DeAndre Hopkins, but I think they could they could combine their production to not take a huge step back. I have uh, I have Anthony McFarlane. I think um, a legitimate runner in that, in that offense. Um, I was I was flirting with Eno maybe, but they don't really need a pass catcher. I mean, they don't even use the ones they have now. Uh, I think you go with the with you go with a guy that can play the first second down kind of role. Uh, you already have your third down back. You can rotate. Um, you can let uh, was it Anthony McFarlane grow in that offense. Let David Johnson take the initial first couple of seasons. Um, then then let Anthony take over. Uh, I think he's going to be really good as just a first second down kind of guy. I have him. Very much comp to Marlon Mack here over to my right. Boom. Um, I, I like the fit. I think the Texans will misuse him because they use they misuse all running backs. But, you know, we 
by how we're doing this, we had to we have to give them someone. So I give them Anthony McFarlane here. The Marlon Mack comp is atrocious. Jesus, what do you mean? That's so bad. Anthony McFarlane's yeah, so. Yeah, oh, Mac's garbage. He's he a first, sucks. Second down back. Take him off. Take him off your wall. Yeah, I know. Why do you have a Marlon Mack jersey, by the way? <laughs> Marlon Mack's mom sent it to him. She didn't want it. <laughs> All right, Danny, give us your breakdown. Uh, I mean, uh, again, it's the same as Lucas's uh, Antonio Gibson here. Uh, again, once the Texans realize that David Johnson is not 2016, I, I bet you that's what the Cardinals did. The thing is, that- I think it's a good move. Not Okay, the trade is not a good move, but he's going to be good because the, Carlos Hyde just ran for 1,000 yards. That's fair. David Johnson. Carlos Hyde's a way better runner than, than David, if, than David if Johnson is. he's healthy. Oh, yeah. We can't. You can't project injuries. If he's healthy, he's going to be productive for at least two years. So, like, I don't. It's a terrible trade, obviously. But like, yeah. it was. It's not a. It's a humongous upgrade over Carlos Hyde, and the the only reason they. I don't know why they don't use Duke Johnson. Like, makes no sense to me. But they obviously don't use him. So I think, yeah, Gibson would be perfect to me. I, I didn't really think about that till now, just because they have so many vacated opportunities with DeAndre Hopkins leaving. Uh, yeah, I was going to say uh, Kingsbury must have sent a 2016 tape of David Johnson say, hey, Bob, this is a stud player right here, eh? Yeah. Uh, he send- probably showed him like D-Hop's like one drop last year, uh, you know, the whole season tape. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised Bob's like, hmm, interesting, versatile player, fantasy MVP, 2016. Yeah, this is 2019 yeah. tape, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's an upside down to the nine. Yeah. That's not Bruce Arians on the sideline. I just gained a bit of weight. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, who you got, Bush? Um, I have uh, Antonio Gibson as well. Damn. I'm kind of regretting it now that I'm going through this because the, the Texans don't even throw to their running backs. They had Duke Johnson last year. And now that I'm thinking about this, David Johnson trade's even worse. Like they have a guy who can't run the ball because he's washed as hell. And all he can do is catch the ball now, and they're not going to throw to him. So David Johnson is going to be useless <laughs> next year. Um, but theoretically, if they use him correctly, which they probably won't, but if they do, yeah. Antonio Gibson's a great fit for the offense. I think he's kind of like a young David Johnson. I think he's a great receiver. He's a better athlete than David Johnson ever was. Oh, yeah. Um, he'll be ultra efficient. on. He, he strikes me as the type of running back that'll be ultra efficient on low volume, and you can kind of – He's like a boomer bust, like flex option for you, or you pick him in a lot of your best ball drafts type of player. Yeah, upside. but uh, yeah, I think I think Antonio Gibson would be a great fit for uh, for the Texans. I think he's he's better than David Johnson because I think David Johnson's just completely See, done. I think he'd be a better fit more so for Deshaun Watson than he would for the Texans team, given how yeah. Bill O'Brien's going to use him. But uh, yeah, for sure. All right, we'll, we'll do one. Pro. We'll do one more because I forgot to give one for the bottom one. We'll end off with the Bills. I got Zach Moss here. Uh, any running back they take is going to be a running back that is incapable of catching the ball because they have Devin Singletary. Tyler's like laughing back there. I don't know if Zach Moss is incapable of catching the ball. I just know he's going to be cheap in this draft and he will just upgrade what Frank Gore did last year. I could easily see this being A.J. Dillon. I think it's going to be maxed out at like that range. I don't think they're going to go get a J.K. Dobbins or – I mean, they don't have a lot of needs to fill, but I think – they're not going to – they just – I mean, they just spent a third-down pick on Singletary. Why would they go get J.K. Dobbins, I guess, is the way I think about it. And I don't think they're going to run a two-running back system, just how I think their offense runs. But I think Zach Moss would be fine to kind of just equal out the carries with Singletary and Zach Moss and still probably lose to the Patriots in the AFC East. So. Is this the last uh, running back team we're yep. covering? Yep. Oh, and who cares about the Bills? Throw them out of the way. A.J. Dillon's just going to be a gross running back. I'm going to go with a – a random throw out of the hat. Well, for my last running back, we're going to go J.K. Dobbins to Seattle. I'm excited about it. 
Uh, that could be a great fit at 59 in the second round. Uh, they can assure their defense in the first. Go ahead and get J.K. Dobbins. They don't have a first-round pick? Seattle? <laughs> no. Wait, what? We're talking about the Bills. I know, I know. I said, screw the Bills. Oh, okay. I'm going to go Seattle here. Seattle's going to take J.K. Dobbins in the second round and pick 59. I'm very, very thrilled about it. Uh, Throw Chris Carson out the window. Rashad Penny's gross. It's J.K. Dobbins' time in Seattle. Rashad Penny's gross. If if we were going to bring up Seattle, I would have had Antonio Gibson go in there, but – yeah, no, sticking to the script, uh, I kind of went off script with the quarterbacks, but sticking back to the script, I mean, Bills, A.J. Dillon is just the guy for them. I mean, what, what better way to compliment your 5'7", 205-pound scat pack with a 6'3", 245-pound uh, between the tackles grinder? Who I runs mean, a faster 40 than your yeah, scat so Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, A.J. Dillon is that first and second round between the tackles type runner while you have uh, Singletary really getting the passing game uh, and being more of like – I don't want to call him a scat back because that's such a uh, like a misused term, but he's the chain. I don't know how else to describe him though. I mean, like I never, I can't see him ever really being like that 17 plus eight, uh, 17, let's not say 20, 17, 18 to 20 uh, type touch a game workhorse. I really feel like getting a guy like AJ Dillon, you give Singletary the valuable touches. He doesn't need to be a 20 touch per game type guy to be effective. So getting an A.J. Dillon to take off the, the mean, not meaningless carries, but uh, less valuable carries, and then have Singletary taking the valuable ones, I think is a perfect fit. Yeah, I agree. I have A.J. Dillon going there as well. I think you give him 10 to 15 carries a game. You let Singletary stay fresh. Give him 12 to 18 touches, whatever he needs. He's going to be efficient. That's how who Singletary is. So, um, yeah, I like to fit a Dillon a lot. So. Awesome. Well. So that is our running back matchmaker. We'll have the dynasty or the rookie wide receivers. Uh, next week, I believe, April 26th, rookie content section part of the draft guide out on our draft guide website. Discord down below. Go join that. Tyler really likes Marlon Mack. See you yes. next time. <laughs> Boom. <laughs>